This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. EJ ACC Network, ACC Huddle. You guys are going on the road this year. Getting used to uh, the travel life again. Um, I remember, this is now 11 years ago. You and I were just talking about this. Uh, the last time we we spoke in this setting, you were a player. Yeah. And I thought, man, is that a defensive end or is that a quarterback <laughs> sitting down next to us? Uh, but there's a lot of hype well, around the quarterback position in this league. Oh, yeah. You've got a Heisman Trophy candidate in Drake May and a lot of others who, who knows how things work out. We sure. never know sure. who the Heisman Trophy guys are going into the season. Let's, I just want to talk about that position for, uh, for a second. Yep. Your thoughts on everything that is kind of behind Drake going into this season because this is a machine. Yeah, so Drake and down. I think you start with Jordan Travis at Florida State first. Um, in my opinion, he has probably improved the most out of all the quarterbacks in this conference right. just from when he first became the starter to where he is now. Uh, going through the good and the bad. And I say the bad because as a quarterback, you have to mature. And it's right. not just about the physical throwing the ball and timing and calling out plays. It's also emotionally and mentally. How do you kind of keep yourself, you know, next snap mentality? If you throw a pick, you come right back yeah. and you get a touchdown and you help your team stay in, uh, in the ball game. So I feel like that's where he is now, which makes him dangerous for his, his team and what he has around him. Uh, after that, you know, you look at Tyler Van Dyke in Miami. Uh, I think he's going to have a great season this year. One, because his offensive coordinator, Shannon Dawson, Coming over from Houston, I think that's a huge advantage for Tyler Van Dyke. Play calling should fit his skill set. And last year, I don't think he had that. Uh, using the run to kind of mix up some play action passes, allow Tyler to get his confidence back. And once that confidence is there, watch out. Because we saw what he did in 2021. Right. And I think he's still that player, if not much better than that player uh, a few years ago. Uh, Brandon Armstrong, he's reuniting with Robert and I. Yeah. Phil Jakovic's with Frank Signetti. Uh, Emmett Moorhead, I've seen him walking around here. He's huge. He's a big kid. You got young Cade, Cl- uh, Cade, Club- excuse me, Cade Klubnik. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to say. I said that three times, twice, or three times, right? <laughs> he has a new coordinator with Riley, uh, Coach Riley, coming over from TCU. So, uh, and I could keep going, man. This has always really been a strong league at the quarterback position. I think it's just a matter of these teams winning, you know, they're out of conference games. Right. And that's where these quarterbacks will really set the stage for themselves and the platform. And even Mitch Griffiths, I was in the gym this morning doing the Peloton, which I love to do. Uh, I'm mission there doing his shoulder shop and, you know, bands and all that kind of yeah. stuff, still getting to work in, like not taking a day off. And that's what you have to do at that position because it's not just about actually physically being ready to play. It's also about sending a message to your teammates, and they watch that stuff. EJ Manuel from ACC Network is joining us. You look like you uh, you might be able to still play a little bit. Probably could, man. I think the <laughs> knees, I've had three knee surgeries since. Have you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tore my men- so it's funny you say that. People don't even realize I tore my meniscus. The second preseason game, my rookie year, we played in Minnesota, and uh, I got surgery, and I was playing like two and a half weeks later, which is thinking back on like kind of nuts situation. You were first round pick. You yeah, didn't have I to. Know, I, you would have thought that. I know we, on, we can man. talk about it another time over some other <laughs> drinks, but I was back playing two and a half weeks after that. So honestly, and then I've had a few more since. So uh, I probably could still play, and but mentally, you know, I'm I'm here and I'm enjoying this. And in fact, the last time I was on the team was the Chiefs with them going in my seventh season. And I also took an audition with ACC Network that same offseason. So I created two opportunities sure. for myself and told Coach Reed, just like I'm sitting here with you, like, hey, 
to go do TV. He's like, why? <laughs> and uh, I was like, well, I think longevity-wise is best for me and my family and the lifestyle I wanted to have at the time. It would have been nice to get that Super right? Bowl ring, but nonetheless, I'm happy doing what I'm doing. I feel like I'm getting better at it every time I try it. Oh, you guys are uh, you guys are very slick, very polished. Um, let me ask you a, a little bit specifically about Drake. Uh, because you were a college star, and there's a lot of hype, and you played at a, uh, at a program that was expected to do great things. This is a team that could do great things if a lot of things go right, but it all starts with him. So year one was a big splash. I think they kind of waned a little bit at the end of the season, and his performance kind of dropped off a little bit. Not blaming him, just circumstance. Everybody's you on tape and all that. So what is his mission this year? Where does he need to improve? Well, first we have to remember that Drake was a freshman last year. Right. He was so? a redshirt freshman. He was, <laughs> I know, I know. And that's the thing. We are so consumed with expecting these young quarterbacks to be Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun. Right. And Jay, you know what I mean? But that's such a rarity. And that's kind of the same air that Drake is at. I mean, the season that he had last year, if he can do, I would even say a quarter of that or three quarters of that, they're still going to win a lot of football games. I think the defense has to help him yeah. out and take some pressure off of him so he's not throwing the ball 55, 50 times a game. So I'm sure Coach Brown doesn't mind. <laughs> I think for him, it's a matter of just continuing to, to, to trust what he sees, take care of his body, because there were a few times where you, you saw that youth in the sense of taking off and running, getting tossed in the air, potentially hurting himself because – Carolina needs him on the field. Yes. And as a quarterback, I heard I had to learn this too, and especially as an athletic quarterback in high school, you can take off and run, run guys over, get to the sideline, you'll bounce right up. You're young, you don't, it don't yeah. bother you too much. But in college, you got a 14-game season potentially, and your best availability is to be on the football field. So I, that's an area that I think for him mentally to know when to get down, when to get out of bounds, when to throw it away and not take those unnecessary hits. Uh, but beside that, man, I just feel like we haven't even seen the best of this young man. Just the – really pizzazz that he shows. He reminds me a lot of Justin Herbert, similar body style. He's long, kind of guy who's about to make $55 million a year. <laughs> um, but he really looks like him when he was at Oregon. I mean, just a yeah. big kid, uh, kind of like a uh, real just happy, go lucky in a way and very respectful. So I'm excited for Drake May. And I, I do think he's one of the premier quarterbacks, not just in this conference, but in all the country. And he'll certainly be a top five pick when it's time for him to go to the draft. You also just described a young EJ Manuel. Ah, thank you. So thank you. Uh, let me ask you about, and I asked this of Dabo Sweeney earlier, and I'm just curious your thoughts. There's a perception of ACC football, and we know Florida State is coming back, right? We don't know where they are sure. on that timeline. It was a great year last year, but last year is that, and now we have a new year. Um, the perception of ACC football is that it ain't good. That's just, that's what the sure. national media thinks. How does that change other than Clemson or Florida State puts themselves in the playoff? Well, it's simple. It changes at the beginning of the season. It changes by Florida State beating LSU. Uh, it changes by North Carolina beating South Carolina. It changes by Duke and Clemson game week one being competitive. Right. They're a great platform. It's ABC. So you just don't want to see a blowout. Now, if Clemson goes out there and blows them out or it's vice versa, whatever, um, it is what it is. But I'm just, as a football player and now as an analyst covering this stuff, I understand that the competitive games get the most traction. And so if you look at other conferences in the SEC, the Big Ten, you know, those teams aren't better than ours, truthfully. I, I, don't really, I really don't think they are. I think it's just a matter of in the past, our teams in the ACC will go out and play somebody in the out-of-conference and just will lay an egg and not play good football. Yeah. And so I think it's really a matter of capturing those moments. And as far as these uh, media rights deals and money and all this kind of stuff that's been floating around there, because I do radio as well, and that's what sure. we talk about a bunch. That will change when ACC just plays consistent good football. 
So you need Miami to be good. Mm-hmm. You need Florida State to be good. Clemson, we know will be good. You need Carolina to be good. You need NC State to be good. You need these Pitt. You need Pitt to be good. You yep. need the the blue blood big name teams in this conference to be good. Yep. And that, that the thing is, Wake Forest has probably been the most consistent out of all the teams, <laughs> but they don't get the national love that they right. should. I mean, we had Coach Colossal on the desk with us earlier. Probably does the best job of developing players that don't come out come out as four or five star guys, but they end up being NFL players when it's all said and done once they leave Wake Forest on top of having a degree. So. I think this is the best conference in college football. And uh, I hope this year that the teams that we have, the quarterbacks that we have, they get the respect they deserve, but they also got to earn that respect by playing good football. Yeah, you got to win. I know every, yeah. everybody talked about uh, ACC plays this great non-conference schedule. For my money, you shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> you just go win games because yeah. people don't really care. In the, lo- in the grand scheme of things, they don't ask – in college football, they don't really ask who you played. Sure. They ask, what record. was your record? Yep. Right. Record. Um, so, and I know you probably talk about that, but uh, in your radio travels, let me get your thoughts before I say goodbye to you. EJ Manuel from ACC Network and Sirius XM. Um, the NIL game or the, and I know nationally, there's this clamor for congressional intervention. My feeling is we don't need any rules. The players should get as much money as they can from however they can get it and let's work why why care because they're going to get it anyway right because they were getting money in and i'm not i'm not trying <laughs> yeah, to ask you any uh, personal sure, questions sure. unless you want to offer uh but <laughs> i know where you're going they're, yeah. they're getting money anyway they yeah. were before nil was a thing so why are we even wasting our time and energy trying to stop it because the money's going to get there uh, we're so like-minded in this and i even asked a question last night at dinner uh we went out and I was thinking, like, why don't the lawyers or the Congress, whoever, just try to go in the lane of trying to help the players? Let's just figure it out. The last bill, you know what I mean, that has like, been floated is all about helping players. Yeah, and yeah. so I, I think the more that we can do that, the better for this sport. Because look, at the end of the day, we're not talking about media rights deals in the millions of dollars. We're talking about billions mm-hmm. of dollars. So you can't tell me that these players don't deserve something. Now mm-hmm. I understand that these are still student athletes; they're getting a, you know, the college degrees paid for and things like that. They have a ton of support around them. But you're right. I, I think with NIL, with Transfer Portal, it, it, it is pretty wild. But I agree. I don't think there needs to necessarily be rules. I, I just think when it comes to tampering and all that kind of stuff, it is what it is. I, I do think that obviously has to stop. But, it, I mean, to a certain extent, you can't really patrol that. Um, the fact of the matter is the players do deserve something. Because the thing is, all these guys won't make it to the NFL. And right. That's the dream of everyone. Everyone expects to be a first-round, second-round pick, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but if you can make some real money, six figures, whatever it is, while you're in college, and then try to parlay that into something else, at least it gives you a head start. Right. And a lot of people have to remember, too, as a college player, you don't get a chance to take an internship or go out and get a job while you're in school because you're doing school. You're doing football. You have no time throughout right. the day. And so I didn't feel like I was treated any different from when I was a Florida State football player to when I went to the NFL. The only difference was I didn't have to go to class. You know what I mean? The schedule's the same. Wait, a Florida State? I'm, I'm just kidding. Uh, I uh, went to I, class. I went to class. <laughs> Trust me. Jimbo made sure we went to class. He wanted us to graduate. And uh, my parents, too, they weren't playing yeah. around. But, no. Yeah, in all seriousness, I think the more that we can help the players, you know, I understand that they think they're young and all that, but they're not that young. And if they are young, teach them. Help them right. figure it out. and We'll all figure this out so we can all enjoy the, the college football game. And everybody's going to make money. It's going to be fun. I hope to talk to you during the season. I yeah. appreciate it. EJ Manuel, yes, ACC sir. Network, Sirius XM, uh, former first-round pick, and a Florida State star. And not a defensive end. Quarterback <laughs> and can still play. QB, baby. Yes, sir. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. 
Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc.